know what's funny about horses? Is nothing. That, nothing's funny, <laughs> nothing about horses. funny about horses. Well, what's interesting about horses? <laughs> What's up, nerds? It's horses. Welcome to Horse, a horse podcast about everything except for the actual horses. My name is Mike Schubert, and I am joined, as always, by my trusted steed, the saddle of flowers over a winning horse, Eric Silver. Eric, how's it going? Horse-tastic. Good. You know, as I say before every episode Mm -hmm. of our podcast? Yes. And you've been (laughs) drinking water, so you don't sound a little horse. Oh, thank you. I want to wish you a happy April 1st, Eric Silver. Happy April 1st. Happy April 1st. It's one week into spring. It's the first day of April. It is. It is exactly 10 days after the spring equinox, and it is now April 1st. If you were to write it out numerically, you would say this is 4 slash 1 slash 2019. Mm-hmm. It is April 1st. Well, before we get into <laughs> our first segment, we got to take care of a little cleaning up to do. So, In the stable. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> In our first segment, which we like to call the stables. Nay. Clink, 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 clink. clink I'm, I'm putting on my horseshoes. Clink, clop, clink, clop, clink, clop. Whoosh. I have a whip thing. <laughs> you just have a whip. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, Mike, as you know, during the stable, mm-hmm. I always read out the patrons. We have new patrons. Good. I love our new patrons uh, and our old patrons. I love all of our patrons. <laughs> I also love our potential future patrons that haven't happened yet. The past, present, and future patrons? Yes. Special thanks to our new patrons, Leslie Gideon, Dustin Mergia, and Tegan Murphy. And we have three new producer-level patrons. Wow. Wouter Vandermaiden. Cody Powell, who upgraded, so when you are not a producer-level patron, you can join the ranks. Mm-hmm. And Matt's Furley. They joined the producer-level patrons. Teal, Misha Stanton, Brianne Wingate, Burger, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Ross Papa, and Akano, who always brings us the best oats mm. when we want them. Love good oats. I always want the best oats. It is. They are top-notch oats. Mm-hmm. Oats fit for a winner of the Preakness? Yep. <laughs> Speaking of oats... Oats cost money. Well, who's our sponsor for this week, Eric? The, our sponsor this week is my bookie. Mm. Now, I know that we're a horse podcast. Yes. I know. But, but it's undeniable that March Madness is sweeping the nation. Everyone is mad about this basketball fella. Right, because they make their brackets and then teenagers miss jump shots. And they're like, oh, I thought the other teenagers were going to miss more jump shots. <laughs> Not my teenagers that I wanted to win. I want to win a gift card to Chili's from my office. Listen, I have been gifted so many Outback Steakhouse gift cards when I was working a corporate job. And it was the only thing that gave me any soul. So don't knock the gift card. You know what's weird about March Madness? It goes into April. Yeah, March Madness is poorly named. The Final Four and the National Championship all happen in April. This is why, and I know we're a horse podcast, we don't talk about basketball. I think the NBA is just better. I wouldn't know anything about it. I only watch the Belmont Stakes. That's mm -hmm, That's another one. Mm -hmm. That's two. I named two. Well, if you do like basketball March Madness, you can go to my bookie, which is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. My bookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, horse guy. They give you the best customer service and they pay you back within 48 hours. And that is a 
horse guarantee. And that's good because you want to be able to take these winnings and then bet on your favorite horse in the Kentucky Derby, which is coming up soon. My favorite horse is named Zion Williamson, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I guess they asked him. That was, that was nice of them. So you can go to my bookie today and using promo code HORSE, sign up with 50% sign up bonus. HORSE, 50%. Lots of money. Do your betting. With my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Nay. Nay. Clomp, 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 clomp. Well, now that we're all stabled up and ready to go, we need to get into our first segment, which we always like to call Full Horse Press. Get it? Like the horse? (laughs) Nice. You do get it, as you always do in every episode of Horse. So we've got some news. I have three pieces of horse news for this Full Horse Press. Oh, hit me. I'm very excited. And I'm going to do them from sad to happy, because it's always better to end on a happier note. So unfortunately, Gunmetal Gray has been injured and is off the 2019 Kentucky Derby Trail. He's on the IR? The injured reserve Mm -hmm. of horses? So we all know that Gunmetal Gray is a grade three stakes winner who worked on Sunday towards the final 2019 Kentucky Derby prep. Uh. But he exited his breeze with a condyler fracture. According to Terry Finley, who is the president and CEO of owner West Point's Thoroughbred. Love Terry. Yeah, we're all big fans of Terry Finley. (laughs) So the injury is going to cut Gunmetal Gray off the Derby Trail, but thankfully it's not life or career threatening. So Gunmetal will take some time to heal, get his resting up, and and whatever race he can be fit for next, he'll take the stakes. Listen, we will all be able to follow Gunmetal Gray because we know that Gunmetal loves taking instas. Of himself mm-hmm. in the gym. Right. So we can just see all of these selfies. He's going to be munching on oats. Selfie. He's going to be like in the gym lifting weights with both of his front hooves. Mm-hmm. Selfie. All those, those inspirational uh, inspirational Instagram posts. Right. And if you needed some inspiration, look no further than War of Will, whose trainers say he is much improved and could go on to compete in this year's Kentucky Derby, despite his injuries earlier in the year. Listen, you can't play through the injuries, though. Mm-mm. Every horse trainer knows that you got to take care of your horse, mm-hmm. make sure they don't pull a hammy. Oh, wait, when the horses are injured, do they sit on the sidelines and wear, like, suits? Of course. Or, like, streetwear? Oh, of course. That's nice. Mm-hmm. They you wear sneakers my... instead of horse shoes ah, because it's more it. casual and comfortable. For you know what my favorite uh, horse streetwear brand is? Um, Not Puma. <laughs> <laughs> It's Supreme Oats. Oh, you just added a horse word. I did. I thought you were going to make like a good joke. I'm go- I Come back to me. <laughs> oh, oh, if they're being cost effective, they could go to Old Navy. They could, or they could go to Adida, which stands for all day I dream about horses. But enough injured horses. Let's get into a horse destroying the competition and cutting humor sets a new track record. At the Sunland Derby. Whoa. I know. I love the Sunland Derby, and I love cutting humor. Everyone knows that at the Sunland Derby, they have the best snacks. It's mm-hmm. because they have the nachos, but it comes in a trough, and you can just put your whole face in and as much So away. fantastic. So, so good. fantastic. So good. This was a really dramatic race because cutting humor fended off a late run from another twist of fate to win the G3 Sunland Derby by ahead of the wire, which is not a lot. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is not a lot. Does not sound like a lot. Another twist of fate is also my favorite rapper who is in the XXL freshman dad. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's spelled exclusively with numbers and characters. There are no letters, no vowels, no consonants. It's true. It's all in wingdings. God damn. Some fucking rapper is going to do that. It's going to happen. I'm sure. Doesn't Alt-J already do that? Because isn't Alt-J like a triangle? And sometimes they just write their name as the triangle. As I don't if know. you hit Alt-J. 
Listen, I, I just know about Breeze Blocks. That's all I know. <laughs> it's like Prince, but instead of making a statement against the record companies, it's just Wingdings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Wingdings 3. And of course, we know that Cutting Humor's jockey, John Velasquez, is one of the best in the business. And he gave some shout outs to Cutting Humor for his determination at that ending of the race to fend off the attack, saying, quote, when he felt the other horse, he kind of dug in again. I like to know that in the other sports, which I don't follow, that even in in horse racing, they say the same basic random platitudes that mean mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. But now you're saying it about a thing that can't even speak. Mm-hmm. So it's like when a coach, I guess, like in, in basketball, if we knew, about if we basketball. knew anything about basketball, the coach would be like, yeah, we really played hard out there. We just really wanted it more. The players weren't going to go out and be like, no, man, I just like got hot. Mm-hmm. Like the horse can't say anything. Nah. Is the horse like, no, I just want some sugar. I just wanted some sugar cubes. I wanted my oats faster. So I ran faster. Was there anything else going on? There was this small man was mm-hmm. on my back if i finish the race earlier that means less time until i get to eat oats again exactly (laughs) and that's going to do it for this segment of full horse press wow i was sustained by it like an apple in my horse mouth Mm -hmm. nom 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 chomp Mm. chomp chomp with my flat teeth which definitely are not scary and weird to look at they're cute and adorable exactly Mike, you and I, we have relatively uh, short names that are common for American males mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. We've run into so many uh, people who have the same name as us. Yeah, I have the number one most popular American name. I sit behind someone at work whose name is Michael, and people ask him questions all the time. And I turn my head every damn time someone says his name. It's sad because they don't ask you questions. They don't. I mean, they don't need to. If they ever did (laughs) ask me questions, they'd be like, how do podcasts work? Because I'm like the one podcast guy in my office. Have you heard of the Knicks? Some people, when they, it's it's like very clear that I am the Knicks guy at the office. (laughs) Because, you know, my one desktop background obviously is a bunch of horses. But my (laughs) other desktop background is the New York Knicks. That's true. You know, there are a lot of Eric Silvers out there. Yes. I know we've talked about other Michael Schubert's. Yeah, they're all German doctors. Yeah, but Eric Silver's are all over the place. There's an Eric Silver who makes content in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's just, have you seen Us? I just saw Us last night. That guy's <laughs> just, you're tethered. Yeah, it's true. But there is a guy who is not my tethered, who is on Antiques Roadshow, mm-hmm. whose name is Eric Silver, and he's a fucking boss. Good for him. I'm very, I want to meet him. I bet he like. has a lot of lamps that are ugly, but are worth a lot of money. It's true. If I came up to him with a clown doll, he would not be afraid. He'd be like, mm, I like the patina on that. The only patina <laughs> I know is patina Campomanes. <laughs> this kind of episode huh all right here mm-hmm. we go here we go well you know what's funny about horses is nothing that, nothing's funny, <laughs> nothing about horses. funny about horses but what's interesting about horses <laughs> is. is that no horse are these racing at the same time are allowed to have the same name of course it'd be confusing it would be very confusing but that doesn't keep their owners and breeders from giving them ridiculous bonkers names or completely normal and not out of the blue names that I think are very legitimate and not silly. <laughs> like Steven. That, if there was a horse named Steven, that would be the best fucking horse. I'm I would sure put there is. so much money on a horse just being like, Fred, <laughs> Benjamin, go. So, Mike, this week for a win play show, you know, our segment where we rank three things in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you 
I'm going to give you the three best racing horse names and the three worst racing horse names. Man, it must have been really hard to come up with the three worst because they're all so good. It was difficult. Mike, before we go on, I want to tell you the rules for naming thoroughbred horses. There are a lot of rules. Obviously, I know all of these, but I do know that for some of our listeners, the whole point of horse is to prove that you don't just have to be a horse head to be into racing or equestrian sports, it's accessible to all. An we're just in, fame. Yeah, we're just into the entertainment aspect of the horse world. There's but so much drama. I already know all of them, but for our dear listeners, why don't you explain how it works? Okay, well, let me see if I can stump you. Mike, did you know that every single thoroughbred has the same birthday? Yes. Good. All right, well... <laughs> When they register the horse, which has to be sometime before the February of their second year being alive, they have to register the name, and then they are all just assigned the birthday of January 1st to regulate all races, like all racing conventions. Makes sense. Does it? Does it really? I mean, it can get very confusing. I remember when I played travel baseball, it was very confusing when it when it came time for the All-Star Games because it was all the under whatever age league. Mm. And there was one of my buddies, Josh, who had an August birthday, and we were all in the same classes and stuff. But when it came time to being on the All-Star Games, he was always the year below me because the cutoff was August 1st. Obviously, everyone who plays travel baseball should have all just been given the same birthday. You know, horses can only have names that are up to 18 characters. It's like Twitter, but like before, when like they didn't cave to like make everything longer, right. 18 including symbols and spaces. So that's why everything looks ridiculous. And this explains why another twist of fate is spelled as such, all one word and not twist of, but twist of fate. Like another potential ending for the life of Twista, beloved rapper who talks fast. Exactly. And this horse runs fast, so it's the same. Mm-hmm. Twista, you know, worse Busta rhymes. <laughs> Don't talk. Twista held the world record for fastest rapping. That doesn't mean. Also, Busta rhymes is not great. He just yells delightfully. Have you never listened to Scenario by a tribe called Quest? I, of course, I've listened to a Scenario. I'm not saying I'm not. Don't want to disrespect any man. Have they you both not have great. They both have great talents. Have you not seen Halloween Eight? I have not. I will say I have not seen Halloween. Busta rhymes is a major character. Okay, and now he I want to see Halloween it. 8. <laughs> If it's as terrible as it sounds, I'm going to very much enjoy this movie. It's given some generic name like Halloween 8 Reckoning, but it was going to be called Halloween 8 MichaelMyers.com. Hey, Wix.com, come over to our podcast so that we can plug Michael Myers is going to kill BusterRhymes.com. Joke's on you. Spoiler alert. Buster Rhymes kills Michael Myers. He oh, does, no! He does not. Yeah. Oh, you okay. can't kill Michael I'm Myers. Very... <laughs> That's there... the whole point of the movies. <laughs> Right, there are a whole bunch of other rules, but basically it's very codified for why these names are as ridiculous as they are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with worst first. Uh, this first one is the third worst horse name that I've ever heard. Uh, it's from 1883 because like just because you're old and you don't have running water doesn't mean you can't be creative. This horse is named Drake Carter. Wait, which one sounds wait, which one sounds like a lord in around the area, but also coming into the future. Drake, my not friend, my enemy from Canada. You can't just try to glom onto Beyonce's fam like that and call yourself a horse. Someone who likes rap music with the last name Carter is going to or already has named their kid Drake. Mm-hmm. There is a Drake Carter out there. And it is his horse from 1883. Uh, gross. Gross, gross. That is a very bad horse name. <laughs> First of all, this is probably just some dude's name. So this is like right. the Benjamin equivalent in the 19th century. But it's not simple enough. Like if the horse was named Bill Smith, 
Yeah. That's fantastic. Drake is trying to sound too cool of a name. Like too upscale. It's not boring enough to be funny, and it's not ridiculous enough to be named like Chainsaw Firecracker. That would be a good horse name. Very More good. than 18 characters, though. Yeah, but you could just spell it like the way that... Let's say you wanted a basketball jersey, but there was a maximum character count on it. So you couldn't write, I don't know, considerations. <laughs> so you just had to put constratins. Uh, it sounds like horse racing is the same as making your AAM eat screen name. Oh, yeah. And Lots of underscores and lowercase x and uppercase x. XXX Drake underscore Carter XXX. <laughs> uh, the away message is, am I more than you bargained for? Yeah. By Fallout Colt. Fallout Pony. <laughs> Fall Oat Boy. Oh, Fall Out Boy is good. <laughs> Fall Oat Boy. I was trying intentionally to move away from the oat, but there you were. Mm -hmm. All right, Drake, stop trying to pop up in our podcast no matter what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Please stop. Also, please give back the athletic center for the Raptors. You need to get another hobby and stay <laughs> away from basketball. <laughs> number two and number one are both people who I don't think should be allowed to own horses because if you're not going to at least try, you shouldn't do this. Uh-huh. Like, don't do it. Okay. So, number two. This horse is named Fifty Shades of Hay. All one word. Why is this on the worst list? Because it's terrible. Is it's it? very bad. Is it? It's very bad. I think that's very good. I think that it's a good pun. I don't want to give a living thing this oh, name. Oh, no. It's bad because it should have been 50 blades of hay. First of all... <laughs> Like blades of grass, but blades of hay. Th no, I support your decision. They missed the per <laughs> they missed the double pun. <laughs> Fifty straws of hay. No, but that doesn't rhyme with shades. Uh, oh, of course, <laughs> silly me. You know how puns work. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Puns. All right. Well, fold in 2010. Fifty Shades of Hay won five of 20 career starts, including three graded stakes races, and banked more than one million in career earnings. Mm. There you go. Fifty Shades of Hay. There it is. It really loves it when you whip it. Mm-hmm. To whip, go faster. Whip me harder, daddy. Jockey. <laughs> jockey? <laughs> jockey dad. Thanks, jockey. I've been a bad... It has a necklace with one of those medallions, and it says jockey on it, but it's I, not a horse. I've been a bad horse. Don't give me oats. I've spit out my sugar cubes. I'm a bad horse. I don't deserve sugar cubes. I ran the wrong direction around the track. I've been a bad horse. <laughs> I've been a bad horse. We have to move on. Oh, God. Okay. Number one. Here we go. So this is a pairing of two horses because I think these names share each other and it turns out that they had a strange twist of fate together. These horses are forever linked because of one race on August 22nd, 2010 in New Jersey. They run in tandem. They are the first and second horse. And you can hear how ridiculous this is in the call because the two horses' names are My Wife Knows Everything and The Wife Doesn't Know. What? You want to hear the call, Mike? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Lady Mutata in front. Here come my wife knows everything, and the wife doesn't know on the far outside. Little Miss Macho is fourth or into the stretch. Lady Mutata, my wife knows everything. Center of the track, the wife doesn't know. Into the final furlong, my wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. They're one, two. Of course they are. My wife knows everything in front. To the outside, the wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. The wife doesn't know. My wife knows everything. More than the wife doesn't know. Whew. Miss Tallahassee was third, and Morningside Heights was fourth. Yeah, bud. <laughs> like, you have to remember that people need to say the name of your horse. <laughs> that is the worst 
episode of Who's on First I've ever watched. <laughs> but the announcer did a great job. He did a very good job of playing with it and making it pretty clear what the place was and, and not actually making it that confusing. Absolutely. The real winner here is Lady, our, is Lady Mutata. Lady Mutata is very good. Morningside Heights. I also don't understand, like, okay, let's talk about, like, toxic men again. I know. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, you're going to buy a giant boat you can name. But again, we're naming real things, real living things. And you're naming it, my wife doesn't know, and my wife knows everything. Like, this is what you decided to invest tens of thousands of dollars in and name it this? Yeah, not great. Flip side, what if you <laughs> named your horse a tongue twister? <laughs> what if in you 18, named Do you have it? 18 characters to do that? You could do toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Oh, that's good. Couldn't you? <laughs> or you could at least red get leather, close. Red leather, yellow leather. Uh, or you know you need unique New York. You unique, couldn't do seashells. That's unique too New many. York is very good. Yeah, you could just do unique New York, and that would be annoying enough. Just go into any high school theater and just wait like when they're 30 minutes before they're about to do their show. And they're just of- doing sun salutations and going, they're Fuck playing theater warm-ups. They're playing zip zap zap. Dog, theater warm-ups are the dumbest shit ever. I did one real play in college. This person had us doing sun salutations. We were running in circles. We were doing all these like vocal warm-ups and stuff for a midsummer night stream. It was too much. Everybody, everybody, everybody gets an A in this class. All you gotta do is show up on time. I got a B plus. <laughs> everybody gets an A. That says something about you and not this class. The problem was I had senior design for mechanical engineering right before rehearsals. And what was more important to me, senior design or being the wall in Midsummer Night's Dream? The wall is a great... Oh, I loved being the wall. It was perfect casting, but the wall basically has one really big monologue and then nothing else. So I would go to rehearsal and like not do shit for like two thirds of it. I did not have incentive to show up there, especially on time. Oh, no, I miss sun salutations. Boo-hoo. Again, this does say a lot more about you than it does about the class. <laughs> hey, all you have to do is show up and you'll get an A. Michael Schubert, colon, doesn't show up for class. Why did I get a B plus? Surprise Pikachu meme. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to one of my favorite ones because I really appreciate it. My third favorite. You know, it's funny that you talked about Midsummer Night's Dream because my third favorite horse name is Macbeth 2. Ah. Uh. This was also from 1888, so, like, really banking on that hot Willie Shakes vibe. Yeah, I guess they didn't have enough characters to make it Macbeth 2, Electric Boogaloo. They could have done 2 Mac, 2 Beth. That would have been good. Would have been better. Macbeth 2, The Legend of Duncan's Cold. Mm-hmm, that's too many characters. <laughs> I thought we were... Macbeth <laughs> this is a two, movie. Macbeth 2, Golden Receiver, but <laughs> not... <laughs> Macbeth 2 actually had a lot of success out of all the horses we're talking about. Macbeth 2 had success, too. Macbeth 2 won the 1888 Kentucky Derby. Was Kentucky even a state? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone did not have the right to vote while the Kentucky Derby was already going on. Isn't that wild? A 1910 Daily Racing Forum article said that Macbeth was purchased as a saddle horse by a gentleman who was living in Chicago and was often seen in Lincoln Park with his new owner, and he was had a good time, and he was said to have died at an advanced age. Sunrise, sunset for Macbeth 2 got his groove back. And Macbeth 2 had a wife horse that was always washing her hooves. <laughs> Out, damn grass stain. Out. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Wait, aren't you not? Is Macbeth the one you're not allowed to say the name of? Don't you have to call in it? In a theater. In a theater. Oh, so if they're ever in a theater, do they have to call it the Danish horse too? Yes. <laughs> okay. <They're... laughs>
my first and second picks on both sides are you remember you have to have the announcer is going to say it yeah. so the first ones were like you have no consideration this is a selfish choice that you've made i but know what you've picked the but on this side this is people who have knew that you were going to troll the horse announcer Oh, let me just open this can of beans before you tell me what the number one horse is. <laughs> My second favorite horse name uh-huh. is Hoof Hearted. Oh, whoa. So funny that I got this can of beans. <laughs> I will say that Mike really wanted me to do this one. Dude, Hoof Hearted. I don't remember the first time I saw this when I was a kid, but I was like, that is amazing. The foresight. The foresight. I can't do it justice, so here is a clip of a, an announcer doing the hoof. Stream outside. Colorado co-ed. Toast a dozen on the inside. Questers jet. Who farted? Who farted on the outside? It's close. Who farted in the winner's circle? I love who farted in the winner's circle. Like the <laughs> announcers, are, all of these announcers are really good at their jobs. So like they know what's happening. That guy sounded less like he knew what he was doing when he said who farted in the winner's circle. That sounded a lot more genuine than the other guy. It's very good, though. But it's very funny. No matter if it was intentional or not, I love that it happened. I appreciate it. My favorite part about this is actually the video that I'm pulling from. It's from Vintage North American Horse Racing. And here's the caption of it. Classic video of one of the funniest horse names ever. A lighthearted piece of comedy in this racing game we all love. Hats off to my mom for finding this gem. Great. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. That's great. And now, Mike, my number one favorite horse name of all time what can is... What be better than Hoof Hearted? A, six R's. Why didn't they go 14? They could have. They should have. They could have. <laughs> 17 Give me R's. all the R's. All of the R's. Well, they, actually, they didn't say all the underscores that were on either side. And all of the My Chemical Romance lyrics that were written below it. They mm-hmm. just couldn't accept it. People who own horses, I guess, can be like whimsical, fun billionaires. Mm-hmm. Maybe a pirate did own this horse. It is in play. I wonder if that horse's kid was named Yar. <laughs> or... Was there an R that was just like A-R-R? And then they just keep adding an R. I can only so imagine. So this is the fifth horse in the line of R's. I bet. I bet. This reminds me of like screen names that you see that just have like a nonsensical number of numbers after the name. So it's like soccer dude 2549. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, oh, there's 2,488 soccer dudes for this. And he got the number. Or when you add a lot of characters, like a bunch of underscores, there's a basketball player, I think, who plays for the Knicks named Mitchell Robinson, maybe? And he has an Instagram <laughs> you're handle. W- you're the worst. Is an Instagram handle, which is 23savage, but it's got like four underscores in between. It's like, dude, just pick a different username at that point. Mitchell, I love you and you're so good at blocking, but pick a different username. <laughs> at that point, you're so committed to it that it's like you need to put it as many. I need to make this work. Like I've spent I really wanted hours, 23 Savage. I spent two hours trying to pick out this Club Penguin username and I'm going to get it. Ugh. Arr. <laughs> Arr. It's pretty good. It's good. And Mike, that's my win. That's my uh, win show. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Come on, we call the segment this every time. There are three horses on one side and three horses on the other, so there's three on three against each other. Oh, that's another way that we could word it. it. Yeah, that's very good. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. Now, for this segment, I want to tell you about a horse story that actually took place in the segment that we like to call That Actually Horsed. Wow, that horse actually happened. The horse actually happened. This is a story that I found in a publication called Horse Heroes. True stories of amazing horses. I feel like I read that in like fourth grade to get like star points for reading. You honestly might have, 
because this was definitely a textbook type thing because it told me when I was reading it that this piece of literature is an expository text. And then it said in a little <laughs> bubble underneath, expository text recounts a true event or series of events. Think about your own desired outcome for reading this selection to establish your own purpose for reading. Oh. So I want to learn about some good horses. And thankfully, Kate Perry, not to be confused with Katy Perry, told me about some horse heroes. Thanks, Katy Perry. You're a firework for reading this book. So this publication has a lot of different horse heroes inside of it. But I specifically want to tell you about a sub-article within it called A Tale of Two Horses. <laughs> we will put a link to this on our website at horsehoops.com. You know, hoops that you use to jump horses through in the equestrian event. Exactly. That's why Indra it's horsehoops.com. Mm-hmm. So this story starts with a Swiss teacher living in Argentina named Aime Schifley. He told people of his grand idea that he had in 1925. The people thought he'd gone mad. They said, quote, impossible. It can't be done. Credited to no one. <laughs> it was in quotation marks. Credited to no one. But someone said it. Mike, I'm having the hardest flashbacks to 10th grade when I had to take the English Regents exam. <laughs> It's like, do I need to take notes to make sure that I get the reading comprehension after this? I might. Shifley's idea, which people said was impossible and could not be done, is that he wanted to be the first man to go from Buenos Aires to Washington, <laughs> D.C. on horseback. Oh, my God. He did realize that this 10,000-mile journey would be full of difficulties, but it had been his secret ambition for years. And I really like to imagine him having this secret ambition and not telling anyone and not wanting anyone to find out. Because in 1925, that was a time where your entire life's purpose could just be, hey, no one's done this before. And then you just do it. And then you become <laughs> that guy. Like, it's not a thing now. Everyone has done the, someone has ridden a unicycle from coast to coast. Someone has pogo sticked across the right. nation. Like everything you can think of has happened. I will tell you, Mike, this is the plot of The Great Gatsby. Ah. It's one guy wants to do a thing that no one else has done. I'm like, I'm going to do it. That's And, that, and, then, the, and then the American dream. And that's that it. was the 1920s. That was and, the whole and he kept the secret because if he told someone this idea, someone else could be like, you know, maybe Thomas Edison could be like, that's a great idea. I'll do that instead. Well, no, he only will do that if Nikola Tesla had the idea. And he'll just right. steal it from them. Mm -hmm. What I also like about this that he has to keep it a secret, it's like he already has the horses. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you go into this guy's room and he's like, hey, what was that sound? And you hear a lot of neighing. Nothing. And, and then he runs to the other room and throws a sheet over the horses. Like, There's mm -hmm. nothing here. I don't know what you're talking about. He has a poster of a busty lady over the horses. <laughs> so you can't. You can't see them. But little by little, he trains Dita, the horses. Dita, what was that? Oh, that's just my poster of Dita Von Tees. He waves in the wind and it sounds like neighing. Shifley knew that he needed two tough and resourceful horses for the task. You could say that these horses needed to be resourceful. <laughs> Mike, I need to finish my Regents exam. Go on with the story. So what two horses would be tough enough for this feat of mankind that has never taken place before. Well, obviously, he chose his horses, Gato and Mancha. Do you know what these horse names translate to? Yeah, Gato is cat. Yup. You know what Mancha is? Is Mancha, well, Mancha is an area in Spain, right? 
No, no, man- that's you're thinking of man, man of, of La, La Mancha. Mancha. Yeah, I don't know what is Mancha. Mancha means spot. <laughs> so he thinks it's a dog, it's a dog name. And a cat. It's a dog and a cat. It's a dog and a cat. <laughs> but the cat's name is Cat. This horse is named Cat. <laughs> the horse is named Cat. Okay, I have to go back to my best names, and I gotta put Cato. <laughs> The horse is named Cat. That's very good. And the other horse is named Spot. My parents live in Texas. When we moved in to Texas from New Jersey, one of our neighbors who has since moved out had two very tiny dogs that barked a lot and were very loud and I hated them. One of the dogs was named Kitty and one of the dogs was named Tuffy. I thought for the longest time their names were Kitty and Puppy Mm -hmm. and I couldn't think of which was worse. It would be like if you had twin boys and you named one boy and one girl. I don't know which is worse. Or like one boy and one cat. (laughs) (laughs) One boy and one gato. (laughs) Is it worse to be so boring that your name is just what you are? I feel like it's better to be Kitty because at least you're not a kitty. I think Kitty is better and here's why. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of, you know, uh, the Greek myth Hercules. Hercules goes down to hell to fight Severus. The three-headed dog. Snape, the three-headed grumpy teacher. No, no, that's okay. Severus in Greek means spot. So Severus was just a dog name. Hmm. So it's like you're giving a basic name or a ridiculous name, a obviously contrasting name to a thing that is ridiculous. So that's why I like Gato. I think is really funny as a horse name. A horse named Cat is very good. So he chooses Gato and Mancha, the two toughest, roughest horses he can have. These horses were Criollo horses, which is spelled Criollo, but since they're from Argentina, I think it's probably Criollo, but I'm not positive. These types of horses are very tough and can carry heavy weights over long distances, which would make sense when you need to travel 10,000 miles to Washington, D.C. Just because. Because you want to be the first Because you want to be the first person to do it. My friend Guinness dared me to do it. <laughs> So they left in April of 1925. Four months later, they crossed into Bolivia. And one day, when they finally get through Bolivia into Peru, Gato refused to go through a lake. They needed just to cross through a shallow lake, but Gato refused to go through. Because cats hate water. Before Shifley could try to force the horse to go through, a man ran up to him and warned that the base of this lake was quicksand, and he guided them to a safe path. Oh. When did quicksand become extinct? Because I remember <laughs> as a kid, quicksand was a, like a big deal that you're going to have to avoid. I've literally never heard of quicksand affecting anyone ever in my adult life. Is, did quicksand go extinct? I think it was only in cartoons and then it was kind of blown up. I don't think quicksand mm-hmm. was ever like a big deal outside of the fictional jungle that Jumanji said existed. That's Wait, very funny. That's not a documentary? We'll talk about Mike, we'll talk about it after okay. the podcast. <laughs> What actually some people attribute this type of behavior to is what some horse experts call a horse sense. Experts, as you know, I'm sure, believe that horses have a sixth sense and can sense danger and and dangerous situations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) People don't know that The Sixth Sense was a horse movie, Mm -hmm. but it actually was. Bruce Willis, spoiler alert, Bruce Willis was actually a horse the whole time. He's a filly. So they finally get to the point where they are climbing the Andes Mountains, and they have to cross a rickety rope bridge. And Shifley is very worried that these horses are going to make one foul move and fall through the bridge. But they get to the middle of it. It starts swaying violently, but Mancha stayed calm and waited for the wind to die down and for the bridge to settle, and they continue to cross. Shifley never tied the horses up at night, 
because he knew they wouldn't run away. He trusted them to complete this random ass task that he had <laughs> given upon them without their consent. <laughs> because horses have a sixth sense. The sixth sense is danger. The seventh sense is friendship. So he just knew that they wouldn't run away. So they continue on their journey and they make it to Ecuador. And they face a path that is ruined by a landslide. So at this point, Shifley prepares to turn back, realize we got to figure out a new way to get through. This isn't going to work. And while he is turning back, while riding Gato, he notices that Mancha doesn't follow. And that is because Mancha is gearing up to jump the gap that the landslide created. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Why is there a gap from the landslide? I would assume that the landslide was just uneven and it made a bunch of rocks at one part and then there was a gap of rocks it did not make and then a bunch of rocks on another part. Okay. So he's going to jump all the way to the other side. Yes. And I assume that Fleetwood Mac is on the other side. Yes. Uh, Older children get older. I'm getting older too. Ah, of course. Take my love and take it down. Yes. For a horse. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you don't love me now. You'll never love me. I climbed a mountain on a horse and I turned around. So Mancha prepares to leap the gap, takes a few steps back, full speed, clears it, and then neighs and gestures for Gato to join. Okay. All right. This is some CGI Lion King shit. I don't know why there's not a Disney movie about this shit yet. Gato then gears up with Shifley on Gato's back, Mm. hops the gap. Makes what? it to the other side. With him on his back? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's not like that dude's going to jump the gap. No, I guess, but like that's some evil evil shit. Right? Super hard. Horse experts credit this to herd instincts. <laughs> Wait, are these the same experts? I would assume so. <laughs> they say that horses have herd instincts, meaning that they inherently trust to follow their wow. fellow horses and trust whatever path they have taken. See, that's why I said seven cents friendship. I'm the expert. Mm-hmm. I've been the expert the entire time. Much like monkey see, monkey do. Horse Horsey jump. See. Horse also jump. <laughs> Horsey also do. Horsey see jump. Horsey do jump. <laughs> so they continue on their journey. They cross through Panama. They go through Costa Rica and they go through Mexico. During this, they went through a lot of jungle. They had to fight off mosquitoes. They had to fight off vampire bats. So just bats because all bats are vampires. So just vampires. And poisonous (laughs) snakes. And even at one point, they went through a lake that was infested with crocodiles and almost got eaten by crocodiles. No! But escaped. I hate it. Two and a half years after leaving their initial home of Buenos Aires, they reach Washington, D.C. safely. And then everyone in D.C. was like, who's this Who's this <laughs> gross man with two horses? So I'll get to that. <laughs> because Shifley was given a hero's welcome. And How did people know about this? No clue. I, if he had shown up, it's like, who are these two weirdly prescient horses and this old smelly man? He was also granted a meeting with President Calvin Coolidge in the White House. Yeah, because Calvin Coolidge didn't have any other shit going on. I imagine that they get to the White House. And Shifley's like, I did it. And the White House staffer's like, you did what? <laughs> I was the first person to go from Buenos Aires all the way to Washington, D.C. by horse. And then the White House staffer just had to believe him? Because what if he just came from the next town over and put some mud on him and put on a good accent and just looked really tired and then said, I did it. 
<laughs> I've crossed 10,000 miles. This is such, this was started in 1925. Yes. This is such a hilarious embodiment of the United States at the time. So let's say it's 1927, 1928, right? Calvin Coolidge is just kicking it being like, oh yeah, nothing's going on in 1920s. It's great. Hey, here's this man with two horses. Let's give him a welcome. Nothing bad's going to happen in the next year or so. Nah. And then boom, great impression. Is this a metaphor for American greed in the Gilded Age? Because I'm going to write my essay on it for the regents. I think that I might be a little bit of a stretch there. Listen, you didn't know me in high school. I could stretch anything. Nothing is as bad when it comes to English exams. One of my, I'm not even, not friend. One of the horrible human beings that I went to high school with. On the SAT written section, I think one of the prompts was, tell me about a person that really inspired you to achieve more. Sure. And this asshole lied and said that his brother was a firefighter that escaped from rubble in 9-11. Yeah, man. That sounds like college admissions now. Can't pay $500,000? Lie about it. God. I knew people who would like fudge their racial stuff and all this stuff like that. I'm one millionth Cherokee or whatever. Yeah, I'm like 116th Latino so I can get in there. Oh, uh, yeah. All one of my buddies whack. did that. All that shit's whack. <sighs> people are terrible. Yeah. You know who isn't terrible? Horses. These horses. Shifley went on to say, quote, I could have never done it without Mancha and Gato. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Obviously, Ooh. if you're going to ride on a horseback, that's an obvious choice. My two pals have shown powers of resistance to every hardship. I love that he called his horses his pals. It's good it's time, really friends. Good. So he was given this hero's welcome. Everybody loved him for it. They all believed him for some reason. Apparently. And then people... I, wait, here's an envelope that I had for my house in Buenos Aires. <laughs> yeah, did he have to like bring proof? Here's some dirt from Buenos Aires. It looks different than the dirt here. It's everything that you would need to like get an apartment now. You had to bring to the president. Here's a check. Here's, here's a piece of mail. Here's my insurance. Here's my ID. The other thing that is so wild about people believing him is that this dude was Swiss. He was not. Oh, that's right. He's yeah, not even he, Latino. So some Swiss dude is all dirty and smelly, comes in on horses, and he was like, Hello, I have come here from the Costa no, uh, uh, Buenos Aires. <laughs> Argentina. On horses. No one else has done it. Yo hablo inglés for the Americanos. Can I please meet Calvin Coolidge? <laughs> El Presidente. I have 10,000 miles on horses. My this horses' name are Cat and, uh, and, and Spot. And <laughs> For all of our Swiss listeners, I apologize. I know you probably do not sound like that. Tell us what your pets are named and we'll, we'll appreciate it. You have great watches and Roger Federer is really good at tennis. <laughs> so admir great, cho great chocolate. <laughs> admirers in Washington, D.C. suggested that these horses live in a city park for people to adorn them for the rest of time. But Shifley knew that this was not what was fit for them. He took them back to Argentina and set them free. And that is the tale of Gato and Mancha, who helped some smelly Swiss dude do something that no one ever did before because it was 1925. And that actually horsed. I hope that they didn't have to just go back the way they came. <laughs> they had to do it all in reverse. Like, oh, uh, man, we got to jump the same gorge. We got to go through Crocodile Lake. Then we got to go over that gap. We got to go through Rickety Bridge. They got to go to the lake. They're going to go back to the lake. And be like, oh, wait a second. I hope that guy shows up at Quicksand wait, I hope, Lake. Wait, that's the Quicksand Lake. We don't go in that one. All right. Well, we're starting the multiple choice section. Uh, Mike, question one. What are the names of the two horses? A, horse and horse. B, Caballo E, also Caballo. 
Three, don't tell my wife and my wife doesn't know. And four, cat and dog. None of those are right because it's cat and spot. But also, what the fuck kind of scantron are you taking where it's <laughs> one, two, three, four, not A, B, C, D? I had one, two, three, four. Once. What is in what world? What kind of off brand SAT were you taking? It's the, the Regents exam. <laughs> a state exam mandatory to graduate in New York State, Michael. Fun, fun, fun. It was great. But yeah, that actually horsed. That horse, that actually, oat, that oatily happened. <laughs> you can't just say oat. That sugar cubily of... happened. We have to stop this. <laughs> that equestrian. That happened. horse sure did happen. We should get uh, basketball jerseys that say Gato and Mancha now. You mean jockey pants that say Gato and Mancha <laughs> down each leg. Uh, that would be very good. Chaps. Yeah. Where chaps. one leg says Gato and one leg says Mancha. That's very good. Thanks for listening to this episode of Horse. Horse is hosted by Mike Schubert and Eric Silver. It is edited and mixed by Eric Silver. The social media is run by Mike Schubert. The theme song is by Bettina Campomanis, art by Allison Whitman, and website is by Kelly Beckman. Shout out to our producer-level patrons, T.O. Misha Stanton, Brianne Wingate, Berger, Gladiator Vader, Adam Hartwick, Ross Papa, Akano, Wouter Vanderbated, Cody Powell, and Mats Furley. Mike, if you want to send us horse memes, where do you think you can go to do that? The Pony Express. That's very good. But you can also find us on the internet. You can ah. find us on Instagram and Facebook at Horse Hoops. And you can find us on Twitter at Horse underscore Hoops. Because, as we say on every single episode, it's because... Horse Hoops fell into a quicksand lake. Horse Hoops was banned. Oh, it was banned, right. And also, we it was already taken by somebody who was a thoroughbred and racing at the same time, so we had to do that. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on our website, horsehoops.com, with extended episode descriptions and other good shit. And if you want more other good shit, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash horsehoops, and get bonus episodes, bonus text, all sorts of extra little doodads, and we're making ground on our merchandise that you can get exclusively as a patron. Ooh. Mike, you know who also has heard tactics? Toby Maguire. Oh, because he was in Secretary. He was in Secretary. But My could... favorite movie, Oscar Snub. <laughs> also, Multitude. Right, Multitude. Multitude is a collective of horse enthusiasts and also mm-hmm. podcast enthusiasts that love making podcasts, love making the things, but that doesn't mean they can't be critical about it. That includes horse, that includes Potterless, which is a podcast where a 26-year-old man reads a horse he digest. O- he only time. reads the chapters of Harry Potter with Thestrals in them. There's Join the Party, where the party is spirits, where they only talk about horses, no, which they, is true. No, they only drink mint juleps. <laughs> That's true. And actually, there is a horse episode of Spirits, which but is very good. There is. And Waystation, which is about horses. Floppy hats. They're about Canadian horses. <laughs> it, it, it's a Canadian show about queer horses. If you want to find us on the internet, you can go to multitude.productions for our website, or you can find us on Twitter at Multitude Shows. And as we do every episode, we grab our starter guns and count to three before firing them off. But we say something horse-related while we, instead of saying bang to signify the gun. So on the count of three, I think it's only fitting that we say, hoof-hearted. <laughs> One, two, three. Hoof-hearted! <laughs> and they're off! Michael Schubert My wife is really stupid! My wife controls our finances coming my, around the back. My wife is actually the breadwinner in the house, and I'm insecure about it. I spent my money on a horse because I'm a... Silly, silly person. Coming up by Morningside Heights, followed by Cat, followed by Doc. And followed by who ripped ass in the conference room? <laughs> Steve? Was it you? <laughs> Steve? Steve, I can't believe you farted again. 
and coming down the stretch, it's Steve burning in the conference room. <laughs> Goodbye, my wife takes over and finds us the final finish. And oh, who's this coming up from behind? It's Michael Schubert. What up? I just ran. <laughs> <laughs> They're throwing roses all over you. But there's still a jockey on my shoulders. It's true. A five foot two jockey. It's very still on my shoulders. Still riding you. <laughs>